Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. E-S-N-Y. Welcome, everyone, back to another episode of the Knicks State of Mind podcast with your hosts, Chip Murphy, I'm Jeff Campbell, and we are continuing our draft series. Chip, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is episode four or five? This is four. We're on on number four tonight, Mm -hmm. and uh, we've learned a lot about some players so far, and Chip and I have been getting deep into the tape for the player we're going to be talking about tonight. Um, That is Toledo's Ryan Rollins, and we are very honored to have with us one of the assistant coaches uh, for the Toledo Rockets, Coach Justin Ingram. Coach, how's it going? Thank you for coming on the show. Jeff, I'm doing well, Chip. I appreciate you guys, you know, having me. Um, Things are going great, man. Excited to be here, excited to talk with you guys. Uh, It should be fun. It's, it's got to be a really exciting time for you guys. You know, I mean, obviously the season is over, so hopefully there's a little bit of a, a stress reduction and you get to kind of, you know, um, you know, kind of talk about Ryan's game to all the NBA guys that are calling you. I guess the area that I wanted to start this conversation off is really with the recruiting process and um, where he was when he came out of high school, I did a little bit of digging and I saw that he was ranked 448th in the country coming out of high school. Um, And in just two years, we're talking about a guy that I've seen some mock drafts have him in the lottery. I've seen late first round. I've seen second round. Did you guys in the coaching staff see this vision when he was coming out of high school? Because it seems like not a lot of other programs did. Uh, honestly, we did, you know, um, when, when Coach Kowalczyk and the rest of our staff, when we really, really keyed in on Ryan and we went to see him a ton, you know, we sat and said, hey, you know, we think this kid's a pro. Now, I'd be lying if I told you it would happen after a sophomore year in college. You know, we did not think it would happen that fast. But we did, you know, have a, have a pretty good idea that, you know, this kid had an opportunity to make a lot of money, you know, uh, you know, at this game and stuff like that. You know, he worked really, really hard. Uh, you know, at it, uh, you know, you said he was 400 and whatever it was coming out of high school. I think a lot of that had to do with, you know, people not being able to see him a lot. You know, he dealt with some injuries, you know, early on, you know, as a sophomore and junior, you know, nothing, nothing crazy or anything, but things that kept him out of the line, out of the lineup. So people didn't really get a chance, you know, to see him play. And then he played on a really, really, really good AAU team with the family out of Detroit. You know, they had a ton of guys, Isaiah Jackson, who's with the Pacers right now, um, you know, uh, Jalen Terry, who plays for DePaul, uh, you know, they, 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 had a, they had a really, really, really good team. And Ryan started on that team, you know, but he didn't get, you know, um, 
he, he wasn't the first option, you know what I mean? So, you know, he showed that he, he knows how to play well with other players and other high play, high elite, you know, talent, you know, and he just, I think because a lot of those players were getting the big publicity and whatnot, he wasn't, he, he, he didn't get all of that. I, I think as we look into um, the transition from his freshman year to sophomore year, something that really stuck out to me, and I feel like it's something that should be highlighted you know, Ryan's minutes didn't change that much from his freshman year to his sophomore year, but his production did. He made a really big leap. He went from about 13 and change points per game to over 18. What was the biggest area of improvement he made from his freshman to sophomore year? Stamina, you know, like, uh, like his, his, like you said, his minutes didn't change a ton. But as a freshman, when the kid got tired, the kid, you could tell he was tired, you know what I mean? And as he's coming into his sophomore year, he knew, you know, and we knew as a staff and as a team that he was taking on a bigger, a bigger workload, you know what I mean? So he was, he was able to get himself in, you know, a lot better shape, you know, and able to, uh, you know, take on that load. He knew he was going to be taking a ton of shots, a ton of beatings and stuff like that when he got to the basket and everything. So the biggest thing that he really worked on was just, you know, making sure he didn't get as tired you know, as, as quickly. And as a coaching staff, that was, it was a lot of him, but it was some of us as well, because uh, he may not be able to play six, seven, eight minutes straight. You know what I mean? Maybe we need to get him out for 30 seconds. Maybe we need to get him out or get a timeout real quick and stuff like that, you know, in order so that he can catch his breath and whatnot. So it was, it was kind of, you know, a mixture of him, you know, a year under his belt, you know, and knowing how to play and knowing how to catch his second win and also knowing when he needs to get out and knowing, hey, let me catch my breath real quick. I'm going right back in. Right. And he's just 19 years old, too, which is something that's really going to help him in the draft process. That's something that teams obviously look to. Uh, Definitely. I mean, there's not a ton of 19-year-old kids that are doing the things, you know, that he's capable, uh, you know, of doing. Yeah. Yeah. And – for a guy, for a 19-year-old just to be the hub of an offense on a team that you guys were 7-3 and th- three in the MAC, you were first in the regular season, and he was the, one of the primary reasons for that. Uh, can you – and you guys, are you watching your offense, you were very up-tempo. You yeah. were one of the better offenses in the country, in the MAC for sure, by uh, Ken Palm, by all their ratings. Can you talk a little bit about how Ryan was used in your offense and what he did specifically for you guys? Well, you know, we, we had a really, really good team and we have a really, sorry, we have a really, really good team. Mm-hmm. And uh, Coach K, our head coach, man, he's one of the best offensive minds in the country. He does a tremendous job of putting people in position to make plays, not only for themselves, but, you know, you know for others. We had a very, very skilled team, you know, top to bottom. So it was really hard to guard us. You never knew who was going to have 20 points that game. You know, anybody, you know, out of that starting five could have 20 points on any night. And I think because we were so skilled and so balanced that way, it made it, I wouldn't necessarily say easier, but it was, it was better for Ryan to be able to get to his spots because you're not going to be able to help off a of JT shoemaker. Kid shoots, you know, for the majority of the year, shot over 50% from three. You know what I mean? You, you can't help off of Seth Milner because he shoots between 37 and 40%, you know, from three. If you want to help off of uh, 
you know, uh, Ray J. Dennis, that's fine. We're going to kick it to him. He's able to knock down over three, but then he's able to put the ball on the ground and get to the basket as well. You know, now what people tried to do was help off of a kid, you know, Raheem Moss that we had, but he really, really improved his jump shot throughout the year as well. So we had five guys out there that could make plays at any time. You know, so you kind of had to pick your poison. Because of that, there was so many ang- there was so much room uh, and area for Ryan to get to the basket, to get to his spots, to get to his pull-ups and whatnot. They had to help off because they didn't want Ray J getting to the basket, so Ryan was able to get wide-open jump shots, all right? They're not helping off of JT, so when Ryan's driving, he's getting all the way to the basket, or that help is coming from, you know, Raheem's man. He's dropping it off to him for a layup or a wide-open jump shot, you know? So because we're able to put guys in positions like that, you know, and pick your poison, who you going to guard? You know what I mean? So, like, because of that, Ryan was able to, to, to get to his spots easier. Did you, did you feel along that line? So I guess Chip actually brought up a really um, good point. And I, I wanted to kind of piggyback on it. Where do you feel like, um, whether it's dribble handoffs, coming off pin downs, or do you feel like Ryan is at his best? Kind of like you said, you give him the ball, you, you give him a screen, and you ask him to either create a shot for himself or for somebody else. Because you guys had a lot of good shooters on your team. Um, it created a situation where he has a nice driving lane because people don't really want to help off a lot of the shooters that you have. But do you feel like um, what is, what is, I guess, maybe the most efficient way for him to get his points? Is it dribble handoffs? Is it uh, just give him the ball and let him, him create or coming off pin downs off screens? What did you see from him? Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a combination of things. I mean, mainly I give him the ball, get out the way. You know what I mean? I, honestly, you know, the kid is so gifted at getting to his spots and he's able to make difficult shots. You know, that's, that's one of his biggest strengths is he can make a tough, difficult shot. You know, you're like, oh, man, don't do it. Good shot. You know what I mean? Like, he's, able, he's one of those guys, you know. Um, but, you know, we do, like, we do a ton of things. You know, we'll put him in pin downs. We'll put him in dribble handles. We'll put him in ball screens. We'll put him in space and, 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 just, let him, and just let him rock out because he's able to make the right read and the right play. You know, he, he wants to get to his spots, you know, and, and make a play. but He's also, if, something like, if somebody's going to help up on him, he's going to drop the ball off. He's going to make that pass. That's another thing that was the next step in his development coming from his freshman year to his sophomore year. As a freshman, a lot of times, you know, he would get to spots and somebody would help, but he would force up a shot because he can make difficult shots. As a sophomore, he was, you know, giving that pass up to a wide-open guy for a wide-open shot, and that's what made him so dangerous. It's because, all right, how are you gonna be, how, how's he going to beat you? Is he going to beat you with scoring or is he going to beat you facilitating, you know? And in the league, because obviously in college, his mid-range is deadly. And very, when he posts guys, so when he, that's something that st- stuck out the most when we were watching you guys, when we were watching him. His mid-range is deadly, and his post game is so impressive. When he Obviously, he takes advantage of that mismatch. Are those, would you say, two, his two biggest strengths? For sure, for sure, his pull-up game, and obviously the three-point shot looked good, too, at, at times. In the, in the league, would those be two of his biggest strengths, you think? Uh, def- definitely in mid-range. You know, he, yeah. he, was, he was like that, you know, coming out of high school, and that's something that we really, really, you know, uh, you know zeroed in on is because those are shots that he likes to take, you know, and he's comfortable taking. So that's, that's, that's really, really good on him. Um, he got better, you know, because he's a bigger guard. He's six yeah. foot four, you know. So you got a six foot two or a six foot three guy on him. Yeah, he, he may be able to post you up. And he got really, really good with that, 
you know, turnaround jump shot, you know, or the step back out of, out of the post and whatnot, you know. So those are two things, you know, um, you know, that, that he was very, very, you know, good with. Now, you, you mentioned his three-point, you know, shooting. You know, he shot 32% last year, 31% as a, as a sophomore. He's a much better three-point shooter than that. That's one thing um, I've noticed from everything you read about him. Everybody always says 32% three-point shooter. He's, his stroke, every, his form, everything so about here, him says he's a better shooter than that. The thing, yeah. the, thing, the thing with him, man, a lot of it has to do with, like I said before, he's so talented and he's so good at making difficult shots where he takes some difficult three-point. Right. And I think if he was to take away a few of those a game, you know, he's probably a 30, 36, 37, maybe a 38% three-point shooter, you know, but because he has the ball in his hand so, so often and he can make difficult shots, he takes them. And he also has the ball in his hand, so he takes shots at the end of the shot clock, you know what I mean, that are rushed, you know, and that, that, that don't, you know, often go in. I, I think if he can, you know, get rid of a few of those, you know, difficult shots, and we've talked about it, and, uh, you know, he understands that, he, he would be, uh, you know, because he's a much better three-point shooter than right. a career 31% three-point shooter. You can tell by the way his jump shot looks, the way it comes off his hands and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm not worried about that. He's going to continue to improve on that, and I know he's working on that, you know, a ton right now. And how about off the ball, too? Because he'll be obviously shooting more catch-and-shoot threes in the NBA. Same thing, you think? Yeah, definitely. You know, he, he's got it. Like I said, he's got to improve on it. Um, he, he's so good with the ball in his hands. Uh, he has to improve when he doesn't have the ball in his hands, and he has, you know, being able to, you know, he's a good cutter, you know, when he doesn't have the, the, the ball in his hands and, you know, getting to the basket, you know, he's cutting and, and, and people are finding him, you know, and whatnot. But he does have to improve his catch and shoot, you know, um, you know, three, because that's going to be, you know, especially early on in his career, what he, you know, a lot of time what he is going to have to do. Right. Coach, how do you feel like he did with scouting reports, whether – it was on the offensive or defensive end of the ball. Um, I guess I'm kind of asking, how would you rate his attention to detail? Did you feel like he was really absorbing what you guys were talking about, um, whether it was meetings, pregame? Uh, did he struggle with that at all? How did he do it in that area? Well, uh, as far as, you know, film and scouting for himself, he was really good with it. You know, like afterwards, we'd watch a ton of film and stuff like that. You know, he would see – you know, the mistakes that he was making. He listened to the, you know, the constructive criticism that was given to him, you know, and, you know, he would take it into account. Um, as far as scouting on the other team, uh, he was he was attentive, you know, and he under he understood it. Uh, we, we probably did have some guys that were a little bit better at him at just reading and seeing things and knowing exactly what it was and stuff like that. But Ryan was right, was right up there with him, you know what I mean? Like, he's, he's not going to be the one that's going to be running out you know, and calling out the play, you know, when we, when they saw it, because we did have some guys that would do that. But as the play is going on, he could read it and he could see what was going on. And he knew what, what our scouting report was and what we were right. doing, you know, so he was attentive to stuff that, you know, and, you know, from that instance. I guess along that lines too, how do you feel like he responded to, um, and, you know, it depends on the type of culture that a program has and the type of temperament that a coach has. What type of coaching do you feel like he responds to? Um, you know, it, it, I guess the one of the, the, the buzzwords in the NBA is like players coach. Um, and you could have someone who's a little bit more um, kind of a, a tougher coach. What does he respond best? What does he respond best to? Uh, I mean, I think it depends. I think he responds to, 
really anything. You know, the kid's a competitor, you know what I mean? And he wants to be pushed. Um, he wants to be held accountable. Um, you know, Coach K, you know, is a player's coach, you know, and he does great things for our players. He treats them great. He gives them a ton of freedom, you know, and uh, I think our guys really, really, you know, um, enjoy playing for him. You know, I think Ryan enjoys playing for him. But at the same time, our staff holds guys accountable. And Ryan's a guy where, you know, he wants to be pushed. He wants to know what he's doing wrong. He wants to know what he's doing right. He's not the type that wants his ass kicked. You know what I mean? Like, don't don't just, you know, tap, clap, my hand, clap your hands and tell me, hey, I'm doing great all the time. You know what I mean? If I'm not doing well, I know I'm not doing well. Tell me what I need, you know, um, in order, you know, to get better. And at times he's combative, you know, but not in a disrespectful way. You know what I mean? Like, he, you know, he'll come back and forth, but that's his competitive nature. You know what right. I mean? And, and, and we don't have a problem with that because he's not disrespectful with it, you know? You know, in today's day and age, kids aren't, you know, hey, you can't do, do what I say. No, they want to understand why am I doing this, you know what I mean? And if you can tell me why, you know, and I understand it, all right, we're good. And that's the type of kid, you know, that, that, that Ryan is, you know? Like, he's, he's very, very relationship-based, you know? And if he understands and he knows that you respect him and that you care for him and you want the best for him, he'll respect you and he'll run through a wall for you. You know, but until but until he understands that, you know, he's he's a little guarded. Sounds like he'd be a good fit with the Knicks then, because Tib, if he's passionate about basketball like that and he yeah. wants to run through a wall for a coach, Tom Thibodeau is the kind of coach that he would be perfect to play for. Which, which leads me to my question about defense and Tibbs, because this is a a Knicks podcast, and I feel like we need to ask that question. And Ryan Rollins. I, you like what you see when he jumps into the passing lanes and his, his athleticism and the way he uses that wingspan, he's, he's special that way. I, I want to know what you think of his uh, long-term potential defensively because he's got some serious – it looks like his body athletically, it looks like he's got some. He, he could be a better defender, you know, mm-hmm. and um, a lot of the reason um, is because he, he does so much for us offensively and he plays so many minutes, you know, that we don't necessarily ask him to be that defensive stopper. You know what I mean? We have other guys, you know, that, that can do that, but he can't, he is a better defender, you know, than, than what people think. As you can see, he averaged almost two steals a game. You know, he's mm-hmm. a, he's super long. He's a big time shot blocker, especially, you know, coming from that weak side um, when he needs to boy, he, he sits down and he, and he, and he plays, you know what I mean? He's got to get more consistent with it because he can't do it. You know what I mean? Um, but like I said, because he plays so many minutes and the ball is in his hands so much and he does so much, you know, we don't, as much as we want him to, we don't necessarily, you know, harp on it as much. Now, when we watch film, we, we harp on it. And I yeah. talk to him, I tell him, I was like, what are you doing here? You know what I mean? Like, mm. what, what is that? Dog? Like, come on, man, you, you're better than that. You know what I mean? But he, he's, he's an improved defender and he's going to continue to get better. Yeah. He's only 19. and exactly. Yeah, and when you watch him, you see a lot of the criticisms are stuff you see the same thing about every other guard yeah. that, you, that you watch, and he's, he's 19. I mean, I, right. all, the, all the stuff is there that makes you think, man, he's going to be special. And the, thing, and the thing about it is, I, uh, you know, because I've read a ton and I've seen a ton of things, and like I said, he's a better defender than what people are writing, what people are giving him credit for it. if he was as bad of a defender as people think we wouldn't have the best defense in the league 
You know what yeah. I mean? So, you know, he he's more than capable and he's going to continue to improve. Mm-hmm. Coach, how is he off the court? Um, what type of – I know you mentioned he's a little guarded before. You know, what type of teammate is he? Is, is he someone that, you know, exudes leadership skills? I, I know, again, he's 19. He's a sophomore. So I know you had a um, plenty of, of really talented guys on that squad. So that may just not have been the, the role that he needed to fill. But how is he off the court and what type of teammate is he? And the dude is funny, man. He, 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 he really is, Mike, man. Might be the first person that we've had on this podcast that's like, you know what, man? He's, he's a funny guy. Like, yeah. I, don't know that I, I don't know that we've heard that before. No, nah, typically for, it's for the traditional, like, he loves basketball. Yeah, and he loves all, basketball. All that. He yeah. hates love him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, that's like, a refreshing like he, answer. I love he's that. A t- he's a typical kid, man, you know. And like I told you, he is a little guarded, you know. I mean, if he doesn't yeah. know you and stuff like that. But he knows his teammates. He's comfortable around them and stuff like that, you know. And he's really, really opened up. I'm not going to hold you up, man. It was hard recruiting the kid, you know, because he didn't talk a ton, you know what I mean? And then one day, he just opened up. And I was like, oh, shoot, like, he, he really likes us, you know what I mean? Because he's, <laughs> he's kind of opening up and everything. And ever since then, like, he's been an open book. But, nah, man, he's funny, man. He jokes around. He hangs out with his teammates, you know. Uh, they, they hang out. He's a typical college kid, man. They go to parties, man. They do stuff. You know, yeah. um, he does he does live basketball, though. You know, he, he works out. He lives in the gym. Our locker room is phenomenal, man. So those guys, they, they sleep at their apartment, but they live in the locker room. You know what I mean? So, like, but he's your, he's your typical 19-year-old you know, kid, man. He just he likes to have fun, man. He likes to hang out with his teammates. You know, he jokes around with them all the time. You know, I talked to a few of his, uh, you know, coaches from high school. You know, and they, they were talking to me during the season. They were like, hey, man, what's going on with Ryan? He was like, he looks like a totally different kid, man. Like, is, is that my Ryan? He's over there. I'm looking at him on the bench. He's laughing. He's joking. He's having mm-hmm. fun and stuff like that. Like, because t- t- people are typically seeing him because he's a quiet dude, you know. But like I said, man, when he, when he knows you care about him, man, and he knows that, you know, that you respect him and you want the best for him, man, the dude's an open book, man. And like I said, he's going to run through a wall for you. He had a obviously he had a breakout season this year. He uh, and took over the the reins of the offense. But did he do anything in particular during the off season that you noticed or that you guys asked him to do that helped this out? Uh, you know, the one thing that we really really worked on is just like is just catch and shoot jump shooting, man. You know, in order for him to. You know, he, he's going to be a pro, whether it's this year, next year, or the year after, whenever it is, man. He, he's that talented, and we believe that he's going to, uh, you know, to make it and whatnot. But in order to fulfill his potential, man, he's got to be a, a knockdown three-point shooter. You know, now he doesn't have mm-hmm. to be J.J. Redick or Duncan Robinson, you know what I mean? But you got to be a, you know, you got to be a knockdown, you know, uh, you know, shooter and whatnot. Um, so that's really what we really, really – you know, uh, worked on, you know, a lot last year going into the year. And you guys talked about his leadership skill. We talked about that, man. We lost two of our best leaders that we've ever had in our program history with Marion Jackson and Spencer Littleson the year before. You know what I mean? They were phenomenal and had been here for four years and everything. And we were a little worried about where our leadership was going to come from. And going into workouts, the end of Ryan's freshman year, like, he took it upon him to be that vocal guy. You know what I mean? And it, it's out of his nature. That's not necessarily what he right. is. But by him doing that, he got better as the days went on. He got better as the weeks went on. Then we he come back in up. the summertime. Yeah, we come back in the summertime, role. and oh. he's still doing that. Now, 
when we came into the year, we had our point guard, Ray J. Dennis, you know, who transferred in and he's a natural leader, you know, so he would, he kind of took the reins and Ryan didn't have to do it as much, but he still did it. You know what I mean? He, but he got to back up a little bit to his natural element, but because he had did it in the spring before, it was still there. So he was still talking and whatnot, but he just didn't have to do it as much because you had Raja, you had Seth, you had the kid Raheem Moss, you know, even though he was his first year playing and whatnot, he's a natural born leader and stuff like that. But he did improve in that, you know, area and got, and got a little bit better with that. Coach, um, I'm interested because we, we've talked a lot about how young he is, um, you know, obviously despite being a sophomore. I'm just curious, was there any conversation about him maybe coming back for his junior year? Was there ever a feeling that, listen, Ryan, come back one more year. We know there's a lot of buzz around, um, you know, your draft stock now. But come back one more year. Um, you know, you could really be on a national scale one of the most talked about players in the country. And then let's see how you transition to the NBA at that point. Or were, did you guys finish this season and was there a pretty solid feeling amongst the coaching staff? Listen, Ryan, you're ready to go, you know, test the waters and, and, and you know, this is obviously a big decision and, and go for it. No, definitely. You know, we, we talked about it last year, going into his freshman year. We're, you know, continue to get better, have a great year, you know, and then going to the draft, you know, test the waters you know, and, and, and see what happens. Now, it was always our understanding and Ryan's as well that hey, if you're a first-round draft pick, hey, you got to go, man. You know, you know, it's 100% no-brainer. Excuse me. Uh, and if you're not, then there's, there's a decision you have to make. You know what I mean? Whether you decide to, you know, stay in the draft, you know, or, or you know, or come back, you know, for that, uh, for that junior year. I'm being 100% honest. I'm not exactly sure what Ryan is going to do, you know. Uh, is he going to stay in the draft? Is he going to come back to school? He's got to do what he has to do what is the best thing for him, you know, and we've talked and we've talked about that, you know, what's the best thing, you know, for you, we're going to support you, we're going to be happy, no matter, you know, um, you know, what you do, you know, if he stays in the draft, and he's drafted in the first round, or he's drafted in a, in a good position, and is able to, you know, um, you know, secure, you know, uh, you know, a great contract, hey, that's great, you know, um, if he comes back to school, that's great as well, you know, I think if Ryan comes back to school, we're in Toledo, we're a top 25, you know, caliber team. You know, yep. we have our entire starting five coming back with arguably, you know, the, the player the, the player of the year candidate, you know, uh, you know, coming back and probably a preseason, you know, possibly All-American, you know. If Ryan doesn't come back, I still think we have a, we, we, we have a really good team and a top 25 caliber team. It's going to be a little bit difficult, you know, more difficult, you know, but I still think we have a really, really, you know, uh, you know good team. Um, we did talk about it, you know, with Ryan, but like I said, it, he has to make a, a, a great decision for himself. A lot of that, you know, really, you know, determines how, you know, the combine goes next week, um, you know, and, and, and I, I'm hoping that he plays, you know, extremely well. And then we'll just see what happens after that. He's got a, he's got a difficult decision to make. Did you talk to him at all about the combine or – yeah, we yeah we talked about it. You know, we've talked yeah. about it. You know, since the season's been over with. Uh, I talked to him yesterday. You know, um, about it. He's super excited. Um, but I mean, with Ryan and myself, man, like we we don't I don't I, we don't put a ton of pressure on each other. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I just how are you feeling about things? You know what I mean? Are you excited? You know, go out there and do your best. Go out there. And the, the, a lot of things we talk about are things outside of basketball. You know what I mean? Like things that are 
you know, you, it's not just in order to, to make the league, you want to stay there, man. So it's a lot of the things that help you stay, stay there are things outside the court. You know, your professionalism, your, your promptness, uh, the way you treat people, how you are, you know, uh, how, how you present yourself. You know what I mean? Those are, those are things that, you know, keep you in the NBA when there's a guy that's just as good as you or almost as good as you, who can we depend on? You know what I mean? So those are things, you know, that we've really, really, you know, talked about. I'm not worried about the basketball part. The kid is super talented. You know what I mean? He's got, he's got the, the, the basketball skills to do, you know, some things. It's the other things, you know, that he's got to continue to improve on. Right. When you're competing with a bunch of guys to get drafted, you're trying, trying to impress NBA teams and in interviews and stuff like that, right? Exactly, man. You got you to gotta be a pro on and off the court. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Because when you go to this combine, everybody's there has been invited. So they're all good enough to, to, to play in the NBA. What are you doing to separate yourself, you know, you know from them? Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Nice. We're literally talking right now, and uh, Shams Charanya just tweeted out, that uh, Ryan's definitely going to be a participant. I think it's, it's May 16th through the 22nd, but the names on this list, I mean, it's, it's everybody. So it's going to be super interesting to see. I know all of the scouts and everything, they're all about the measurements and everything, but yeah. just to see him play uh, five on five and stuff like that. And against some of the guys that are lottery bound and stuff like that, I think it's going to be really interesting. Cause I, I think he's going to do fairly well because coach, like you said, he's a competitor. Um, and his skill set is ridiculous. Um, so I'm, I'm very interested to see if we can get some clips kind of from that, you know, when they start doing the five on fives in the combine. Yeah, man. And, and his game is tailored towards the NBA game, you know, because there's so much space, you know, and you can't stay in front of that kid. You know what I mean? And there's not a ton of help side, you know what I mean? Because you, you know, you, you have to be so close to your man and everything. And like, Hey, it's it's like it's hard to stay in front of. Hey, I guard him in practice every once in a while. Hey, it's hard to stay in front of. Him. <laughs> now I know I'm not in very good shape anymore, but it's it's very difficult to stay in front of him. Coach, I have uh, one more for me, uh, and I always love asking the um, the assistant coach coaches this. You know, and and I know Chip will feel the same way. We really enjoyed watching your team play basketball oh, this year. Love Mac, Mac basketball. Mac in year. general was yeah. like super entertaining, but your team in particular, like Chip said, you guys play up tempo, you move the ball quickly, you have some athletic guys, you guys play hard. Um, I'm always interested to know who is the toughest guard that you guys had to plan for this year on an opposing team. Um, you know that 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 was uh, tough to scout for? That was tough to scout for? Um, I mean, they're all tough to scout. You know what I mean? Like, everybody has, you know, really, really good players and stuff like that. Um, I'm not going to lie. Sincere carry at Kent State is really good. You know, um, he, he, he had a really good year, especially, um, you know, towards the end of the year. You know, he finished very, very strong. Um, but he, he's, a, he's a tough kid. You know, he's a tough guard. He can make tough shots. Um, you know, and, you know, they, they had a, you know, they had a good year and whatnot. Um, trying to think off the top of my head, who else? You guys played Michigan State, too. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, they, you know, Max Christie, who's also, you know, in the draft, you know, um, he's, he's a really good player, um, you know, good defender, good scorer. Um, I'm trying to think, man. Who did we play? Oh, the kid from, uh, <laughs> the kid from Rich, Richmond, man, Gilliard, man. He, he's oh, good. Gilliard, yeah, okay. he's good. He's, yeah, good. he's good, man. He's 
he's a phenomenal defender, man. You know, and he's got now he's he's the all-time steals leader for a reason, man. You know, and he has tremendous hands, man. It's so quick. You know, uh, we played against a ton of we played against a ton of good guards, man. Um, but honestly, if I'm being a hundred percent, man, the the hardest guard I think that our guys have to play against, man, is in practice, man. It's probably With Ray Ryan, J. Yeah. Ray J. and Ryan. You know, we yeah. we we have we have the best backcourt in the league. You know, so for those guys to go against each other, you know, every day, it it made them better. You know, and it made the rest of our team better because you're playing against, you know, probably you know arguably the two best guards in the league every day. I, that was another thing that stuck out um, with your team. And, like, you know, listen, I'm not going to – you know, me and Chip did a ton of research on Ryan specifically, and we didn't talk too much about Ray J. Dennis, but I'm sure Chip feels the same way. Like, he is super talented. He creates a lot of space. He can do a lot of different things. And you guys you guys had a bunch of different players that, honestly, I watched and I was kind of like, these guys can play anywhere. Like, Milner – Honestly, I felt like he, he almost felt like the heart and soul of your team in some ways because there would be games where offensively maybe you guys fall a little stagnant and he really gets down and dirty in the post. He does a lot of little things like tries to get offensive rebounds um, and he plays with a passion. So, you know, you put all those guys together and Ryan is, is so very clearly um, talented, but everybody was talented and they kind of played their roles well as well. So it was a fun team to watch. I appreciate it, man. I, you know, I really do. Um, we had a fun time coaching those guys. You know, we, they're not just great basketball players. They're a great group of guys. You know, they, they, they really are. And honestly, I know I'm a, uh, I'm a little, I'm a lot biased, but Ray J. Dennis is the best point guard in the league, you know, and it was a travesty that he was not selected all conference at all. You know, um, he's had a great spring and he's going to continue to work through the summer and I'm excited to see what he does you know, next year, uh, like you, you talked about Seth, man, Seth, man, he's a human pogo stick, man, you know, yeah. he just, he gets off the ground, man, and, you know, he has a highlight dunk, you know, every game, but that's, that's what people see, but that's not just his game, you know, he's really, really improved his outside shooting, you know, he's, he's improved his guard skills, he's able to put the ball on the floor, JT Shoemate, man, he's the best three-point shooter in the country, man. JT you know, was and, special, man. Oh, my God. He was, he, he was. He, he's, yeah. he's, he's, you know, excuse me. Can, can I swear on on, on yes on, on this yeah, show you yeah, can yeah he's he's an oh shit guy you know what I mean and by that I mean when he gets the ball you're like oh shit man you know because <laughs> once it goes up man it's going in you know what I mean like he he's that good and you know and and he's getting it off so quick now you know as soon as he catches it man it it, it it's going up you know and we Raheem Moss now you you think Seth Milner was the heart so Raheem Moss was the heart and soul of our team you know like. He was our junkyard dog, our Draymond Green. You know, he was our energy guy, and he's the best defender on our team. Uh, I think he's the best defender in the league. He was, you know, he should have been on all – I don't think he was, but he should have been on all defensive team this year. Um, but he's the heart and soul of this team. He gets us going. He's one of our leaders, even though he was only a freshman last year. Um, we got an opportunity to be really, really good next year. We brought in a couple transfers, you know, um, our guys that we have returning, you know, uh, have improved over the spring. So, you know, we're excited about, you know, Toledo basketball. We won the league back-to-back -back years. We're going for three in a row, you know. I, I haven't looked up the stats. I don't know how many teams have won it outright three years in a row. So we're excited to try to be one of the first, you know, to possibly be able to do that. 
Yeah, that, that's there can't be that many teams doing it. No, I I just wanted to ask you about the Mac actually because this is I think the first year that I really got into watching Mac basketball because typically when you think about the Mac you think about football but Mac basketball was legit this year like a lot of fun to watch and I, I wanted to ask you with Ryan going pro do you think there's going to be like more attention on your conference in the this coming season? Well, I think a lot of people do pay attention to the Mac. Mm-hmm. Well, may, maybe not the casual fan, but a lot of people in college basketball, they know how good the Mac is, you know, and it's been that way, you know, you know, for years. Um, so you had Jason Preston from Ohio that got drafted yeah. last year to the Clippers. Right. You know, um, you know, we've had, you've had a ton of guys that have, you know, played in the league over years and whatnot. And we're always one of the top mid-major conferences, you know, um, you know, in the country. Um, so I don't necessarily think just because Ryan that people may will pay more attention, but I, but I think they're paying attention. Should you look at that Buffalo team, you know, from 2000 and was it oh 2019 that went 31 and four or something like that, you know, like they were, they were really, really good and people were paying attention then, you know? So I think people know how, how good the Mac is. Um, I think, I think we're a two bit league, you know what I mean? And I don't think that we necessarily yeah, that's get what the I respect mean. To, 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 yeah. to get that, you know? Um, a lot of that goes in the, goes into, you know, the teams that you play in your non-conference schedule. Our non-conference schedule is extremely good and it always is. You know, you have to, 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 to be the best, you got to play the best. You know, you got to play a tough schedule. And, you know, we think we have a really good team coming up, you know, uh, you know next year. And, you know, we're looking forward to gearing up to play, you know, some of those teams and, you know, see what happens. I can't Should, wait for yeah. college basketball to come back. I, I'm I, already. I'm doing all this. I I'm doing these. Uh, the way too early top 25, and I'm yeah. like, damn, I can't wait for like October and November. Well, if you got, if you guys want to, man, you know, throw a couple votes or a couple names out there. Toledo, man, we're you know team on team to watch, team on the rise. Absolutely, you know? oh, we will be. Um, well, we we will absolutely, definitely absolutely. I'm so pumped. Looking at same thing is you jeff looking at all these i'm seeing creighton in like top fives and top tens i'm like i gotta check out creighton i didn't know Creighton was gonna be this good <laughs> i like it it's gonna be a hell of a season next year man yeah it is chip do you have uh anything else for for coach ingram before we wrap up i don't coach i asked you everything i, I wanted to ask you i just appreciate you making time for us i know how busy you are thank you for doing this no definitely man again i appreciate you guys you know for having me uh, appreciate you guys taking an interest in the Ryan and our program. You know, um, I'm excited to see what, you know, what he does next week, you know, at the combine and everything, you know, and I'm, I'm excited for his future. You know, he, he's got a, he's got a big decision to make and I'm sure that he's going to make the right one, you know, for him. Absolutely. Uh, we are awaiting that combine to see, you know, how he does and, and what the future holds for him. Uh, coach will be pulling for you guys next season for sure. You, you have fans in, in Chip and I. Yep. Um, you know, as Chip said, we really thank you for your time tonight and, and we hope you have a good one. No, I appreciate it, man. Hey, let's do this again, man. This was fun. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, that'll be the best thing if, if uh, you know, those transfers come through and whoever you, else you have coming in the program, we'll reach out next season and, and we'll do this all again. Ah, sounds good, man. Appreciate it, fellas. Absolutely. absolutely. Have a good one. Ah, you too. Yeah.